Do you remember five months ago when Dr. Fauci testified unequivocally before the Senate that the NIH had not funded gain-of-function research related to the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund of Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund gain, Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? D- Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina, not You don't think it's in starting China. a... Now, Fauci's statement was always pretty suspect, and Rand Paul nails him here, because Fauci simultaneously denies that the research took place at all, ever, and also says that it's perfectly fine. We're not doing gain-of-function research, but, you know, even if we are, it's totally cool. It's great. Well, we now know that Fauci's statement was completely 100% false. Just last Wednesday, the NIH Principal Deputy Director, Lawrence Tabak, informed a Republican congressman that the NIH actually did fund gain-of-function research. And it wasn't just in North Carolina, as Fauci insisted, but in China, in Wuhan, at the Wuhan Institute of Virology on bat coronaviruses. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment from Friday is from Paul Helton, who says the political instability is about enough to make a sane person want to go off the grid. Well, of course, that's true. Not just now. That's true all of the time. There is this inclination, especially among conservatives, to just kind of go out into the woods, go get a gigantic farm somewhere and just get out of this insane political life. But we are called to politics. We are. We are the political animal. We live in society. When conservatives completely back off the politics, that's when we lose the whole culture and the country suffers. So we actually have to go back in there and not just in this kind of squishy live and let live way. We have to go in with our own political vision and wield that political power and make sure that our opponents cut it out and get in line. But I understand the impulse, okay? And there are things that we can do to be really wise, to hedge our investments, for instance, to protect ourselves against kind of some of the political craziness. One way would be to check out Acre Gold. Acre has figured out an ingenious way to let you invest in physical gold without coming out of pocket all at once, without trying to find a lot of money in your couch cushions, without, because listen, I know, Investing in physical precious metals can be an expensive undertaking. What if I told you you could do it for as little as 30 bucks a month? You're a liar, Michael. Don't call me a liar. I'm not a liar. Acre just figured it out. You subscribe when the price of your gold stash reaches the price of their gold bars. They will discreetly ship Acre Gold to your house. They've also got a $100 a month subscription to a five gram gold bar. They keep you updated on your stash every month and they ship once you reach the threshold. It's phenomenal. I have really enjoyed investing in physical precious metals and in acre gold, especially right now with Janet Yellen telling us that inflation is going to keep going on for well over a year. Maybe it's worth checking out. Get acregold.com slash Start investing in physical gold today. Make sure you go to that URL. Acres giving away a gold bar to qualify for the giveaway. Tweet or post why you should be the recipient and mention at get underscore acre. That is getacregold.com slash Thank you, Acre Gold, for supporting the show. 
Do you remember? This is going to be a, a nice trip down memory lane, this episode. Do you, do you remember when Dr. Fauci unequivocally, 100%, no, we have nothing to do with the gain-of-function research? Oh, actually, we do, and we funded it, and we funded it in Wuhan. Do you remember when Joe Biden said that he opposed vaccine mandates? Well, now he's, he's completely changed his point of view. So for quite a long time, he said, I oppose it, I oppose it, I oppose it. Now he, of course, is attempting to issue vaccine mandates. And here's how he explains this change in his perspective. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, By the way, I waited until uh, July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and people getting you have you have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All these airlines are, we're not going to get all 96, 97 percent of the people have gotten the vaccine. All the talk about all these folks who are going to leave the military if they're, they're mandated. Not true. You got about a 90 some percent vaccination rate. So uh, Joe Biden is fudging the numbers a little bit here because it's true that a lot of organizations are getting up to pretty high levels of vaccination. But a lot of organizations are also laying a ton of people off. United Airlines, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? fired something like 600 employees because they didn't want to take the Fauci ouchie. So sure, other organizations are doing this too. People are quitting. People are letting their contracts expire. People are being fired outright. So sure, that's when you fire all the unvaccinated people, then your numbers for vaccination are going to go up. But, But in a lot of cases, companies, including airlines, are pushing back against the mandates. Delta Airlines, one of the biggest, kind of a liberal airlines, one of the biggest airlines in the United States though, just came out last week and backtracked and said, no, we're not going to force our guys to get the vaccine. They don't want to get it. It's wrong. We're going to lose a lot of our of our fleet. And so we're just not going to do it. We're going to back off that mandate. Southwest, the same thing. There was a sick out a couple of weeks ago on Southwest Airlines. The pilots and the other workers didn't want to get the vaccine. And so Southwest is backing off the mandate. Now, they've come out and said, we oppose the vaccine mandate. Police departments are dealing with this. Chicago PD, they're expecting 40 to 50% to walk off the force. TSA, TSA uh, has reportedly had a number of sick outs. This is also one of the reasons why the airlines were all screwed up a couple of weeks ago. All right. So Joe Biden is making these really strong claims. The the mandates work. The mandates work. Well, yeah, it works if you fire all of the people who aren't going to go along with it, but you're going to have serious economic and political repercussions from that. What does this boil down to? It boils down to people's right to make, in this case, their own medical decisions when they don't face a grave risk from the virus, for most people, when the vaccine is brand new. It uses, in some cases, brand new vaccine technology. There have been proven side effects, some of which have been deadly. That's why they paused one of the vaccines. What does Joe Biden say? He laughs. He scoffs at your silly idea of freedom. The two things that concern me, one are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on. Freedom. Free. Come on. Freedom. Ugh. Disgust. You, you peepee peasants. Freedom. What? You have the freedom to kill people with your... If you are unvaccinated, this is what Joe Biden's saying. If you're unvaccinated, you are putting the vaccinated people at risk. Because if you have the vaccine... You can't 
spread the virus. And you can't, you can't contract the virus, presumably, but you certainly, as Joe Biden is implying here, can't spread it to others, except that isn't true. Even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it to others. This is what the CDC said at the end of July. This is why the, the vaccinated are still being required to wear masks, according to CDC guidance. This is why people are being told to socially distance and still take all of these precautions. This is why people are being told, maybe don't go to Christmas this year. Maybe don't go to Thanksgiving this year. This is, this is why all of these things are happening. So it's, it's both in the particular, the idea that once you're vaccinated, everything's totally fine. That's being contradicted by the CDC. The idea that you're go, the, the vaccinated are at great risk because of the unvaccinated is being contradicted by the CDC because we're still being told if you're vaccinated, you have a very low risk of hospitalization or death. And in the broad principle here, the idea that Americans are, are just too wedded to their freedom. And you got to give up your freedom and take the Fauci ouchie, whether it's the, the president telling you to do so, whether it's the Occupational Safety and Health Administration telling you to do so, whether it's all these kind of bureaucrats and technocrats whose power I can't exactly locate in the American political tradition. It's a contempt for your freedom. It's a contempt for your way of life. It's a contempt for you. And it's never going to end, by the way, because I was just citing the CDC and how the goalposts keep moving. Well, they have moved the goalposts very, very far. The director of the CDC has just come out and said they're going to change the definition of fully vaccinated. Right now, we don't have booster eligibility for all people um, currently. So we are going to, we, we have not yet changed the definition of fully vaccinated. Um, we will continue to look at this. We may need to update our definition of fully vaccinated in the future. But right now, what I would say is if you're eligible for a booster, go ahead and get your booster and we will continue to follow. So right now, the CDC, the FDA, the, the administrative health bodies refuse to say that the boosters are safe for everybody. So unfortunately, we can't mandate that they all take a third shot or a fourth shot or a fifth shot or it's going to go on forever. But when we can, says the CDC director, we're very likely going to change the definition of fully vaccinated. Do you see how this goes? Do you get it yet? Since those 15 days to slow the spread, since Easter, at least, of 2020, we have pointed out that uh, the, the, the argument that if you just comply with one more requirement, then they're going to let us all be free again, that that was bogus. Actually, the opposite was true. A lot of people, a lot of well-meaning, naive, gullible people thought, oh, if I just wear the mask, then we can get back to society. If I just take the shot, then we can get back. If I just take the second shot, if I just take now the third shot, if I just take, if they can change the definition of fully vaccinated, and if they can take all of your political rights and, uh, and have them all depend upon whether or not you're fully vaccinated, then it's never going away. And I think people are beginning to wake up and get that. And by the way, what the CDC director is saying is if you refuse, and if you can somehow avoid the dubious mandates, the the mandates of dubious legality that the White House is putting out, well, okay, we've got a plan for you. We're going to put you into counseling. There is a plan, um, should these people not want to be vaccinated, towards education and counseling to get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated. That's fine. Oh, you don't want to get vaccinated? That's okay. We're just going to put you in a re-education camp. We're just going to put you, for your own good, into some counseling. 
because if you object to taking an experimental drug for a virus that for most people doesn't pose a grave threat that was developed and in some cases produced using the stem cells from aborted babies, if you object to that in any way, it's because you're crazy, you're a lunatic, there's no, and or because there are side effects that have been pretty serious and included death in some people. And there are academic studies to back this up. If you d- you're just crazy and you need to be corrected and you need to be re-educated. And that's the respect that your ruling class has for you. Not very much respect at all. It makes you want to look for any sort of uh, benefit in this society. In this, just any way to get ahead as everyone's coming after you. Well, one way to get ahead, I would strongly recommend you check out Get Upside. I am not sure that a sponsor for this show has ever come in at a more opportune time than Get Upside. What does Get Upside do? Saves you money on gas. Certainly needed right now. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. How's it work? Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Do not pay full price at the pump anymore. It's crazy. Get cash back using GetUpside. Download the app for free. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. So the ruling class is saying, give up your freedom, give up your rights, give up your way of life. Freedom. (laughs) Come on, man, says Joe Biden. That's what they're telling you. And what are they offering you in return? Usually when demagogues try to take away your freedom, they do so in this clever way. They offer you a bunch of goodies in return. They'll offer you money. They'll offer you bread. They'll offer you circuses. They'll offer you employment. They'll, they'll, entice you with goodies to get you to give up these greater political goods. But this ruling class is so stupid and incompetent, they can't even offer you that. What, what is the ruling class giving you in, in exchange for your freedom? High unemployment, they're offering you uh, uh, terrible work conditions, so you know a, a, a labor shortage that somehow still can't be filled. Uh, they're offering you crazy mandates from your employer. They're taking away Christmas. They're taking away your holidays. They're taking away your travel. They're, what are they giving you? They're not giving you anything at all. And, and what is the answer that they have? You say, hold on, Joe Biden, I gave you my freedom. I gave you my way of life. I gave you this. How come even the cost of consumer goods is going up? How come I'm paying more for gas? I'm paying more for my food. I can't go live my normal life. They have no answer for it. So there's there, 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 but I, I don't, I must tell you, I don't have a near term answer. There's two things I could do. I could go in the petroleum reserve and take out and probably reduce, re- reduce the price of gas, maybe 18 cents or so a gallon. It's still going to be above three bucks, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. There's me- a possibility to be able to bring it down. Depends on a little bit on Saudi Arabia and a few other things that are in the offing. But I don't have an answer, man. Look, I could, come on, what am I going to, 
oh, I gotta go. If I do the one thing, it won't work that well. And then, oh, I don't know, man. Come on, man. I don't know. I don't know. Right. They don't know. They don't know anything. When, when the president or one of his advisors or one of the experts tells you, this is what's going to happen. You should doubt it. I at least have a little bit of respect for Biden here in that he's admitting they have no idea what they're doing. I don't know, the gas thing, man, I don't know. Come on, man, I don't know. Because usually what happens with these people is they tell you emphatically, this will happen. This did happen. We did, I, Senator Paul, we did not, we, how dare you, Senator Paul, suggest that the NIH funded gain of function research in, that is completely 100% incorrect, except it, except we did. Except we did, and the NIH is actually admitting that now. This happens again and again and again. Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary, said back in July that the rising prices would only last for several months and then it would be fine. No big deal. Janet Yellen was just asked, why, why do the prices keep going up? How long is this going to go on for? She says, oh, uh, buckle up. It's going to go on for a long time. This rising inflation is hitting Americans while it's hard, impacting everything from gas prices to groceries. When do you expect the in- inflation to get back to the you know, 2% range, which is considered normal. 2022, 2023, when? Well, I expect that to happen next year. Um, Monthly rates of inflation have already fallen substantially from the very high rates that we saw in the spring and early summer. Um, On a 12-month basis, the inflation rate um, will remain high uh, into next year because of what's already happened. But uh, I expect improvement uh, by the end of, by the middle to end of next year, second, second half of next year. Second. Hold on. We went from in July 2021, don't worry, the inflation's only going to go on a few more months, to yeah, I expect some improvement by the end of 2022. That happened pretty quick. Kind of like how 15 days to slow the spread became, sure, we're going to be done by early summer or late, I guess, late spring of 2020. We're going to be done with this becomes actually spring of 2022. There's no reason to believe Janet Yellen's right about it ending at the end of next year. They're, They're wrong about everything. Janet Yellen was wrong just a few months ago. So why do we believe that she's right now? The public health bureaucrats were wrong have been consistently wrong since early 2020. Why do we believe that they're right now? Joe Biden, got to give the guy credit. He's completely incompetent. Not a whole lot going on between the ears. He's disingenuous. He's a liar. He's all of those terrible things. But at least he's admitting here, yeah, we have no clue what we are doing. Right now, members of our Congress are being silenced for saying that men are not women. Okay, that's the level of lie, lies and delusion and fantasy that we are living in. Representative Jim Banks tweeted out this bizarre observation that the first female four-star general, or first female four-star admiral, according to the mainstream media and the public health establishment, is this, this guy, Dr. Richard Levine, who now goes by Rachel, who is the uh, assistant secretary for health quite an indictment of the country. Well, he was suspended from Twitter for saying that because our ruling class doesn't know anything about COVID, doesn't know anything about inflation, doesn't know anything about how to run the country or the economy. 
doesn't even know that men are not women. These, these are the experts. These are the geniuses. So Jim Banks, Republican congressman, kicked off Twitter for this. People are saying, the, the ones who are defending his suspension from Twitter are saying that what he said was rude, that it's rude to tell this, or not even to tell this, it's not like he was directing this at Richard Levine, to, to tell this society that Mr. Levine is not actually a woman, even though he pretends to be a woman. That this is rude, this is cruel. A, a compassionate society would, would just indulge this delusion and pretend that Levine is, is a woman. A compassionate society would let boys into the girls' bathroom. And, you know, if, like in Loudoun County, some of these sexually confused boys rape little girls, that's, you know, that's either we're going to cover it up like Loudoun County tried to do, or finally when, when the secret comes out, we're just going to downplay it and it's not a big deal. And actually that's the cost of progress. Sometimes little girls get raped when men get to go into the girls' room, but that's the cost of the compassion of pretending that men are women and indulging their delusions, right? That's the cost. So people say Jim Banks should not have the right to say that. It's mean. It's hate speech. It's wrong. And some conservatives have, have been so radicalized by this, they've gone completely in the opposite direction. And they, I, I think, are also making claims that are unfounded. They're saying you have the right to say whatever you want. This is the free speech absolutist position. This is kind of the point I argue in my book, Speechless. They say you have the right to say whatever you want with very, very narrow exceptions. You should, you have the God-given natural right to say whatever you want. Even if it's totally nonsensical, even if it's a lie, even if it's not true, you have the right to say it. That isn't true either. You don't have the right to just say whatever you want willy-nilly, okay? You do, even from a First Amendment perspective, there are plenty of areas of speech that, that are not permitted. Threats, fighting words, obscenity, the list goes on and on. You don't have the right to those things. And on a, on a platform, the kind of libertarian-y types, the, the squishes who defend big tech, they have a little bit of a point as well. Platforms do have a right to enforce standards. All human societies have the right to enforce standards. Jim Banks, all of us, we do not have the right to say whatever we want. We do, however, have the right to tell the truth. We have the right to say true things. But in this society, under this ruling class, increasingly, we do not at all, have, we especially don't have the right to say true things. And we are obligated to say false things. That's the perversity here. Okay, it's not just that we don't have free speech. Absolutely. And it's not just that there is censorship. All societies have censorship. All societies have standards, okay? The problem here is we're not allowed to tell the truth. And you actually do have a right to tell the truth. And you actually have an obligation to tell the truth. But according to our ruling class, that is cruel. Actually, on this specific issue of transgenderism and what's going on in Loudoun County, Virginia, this Virginia governor's race may hinge on this question. The biggest issue that is afflicting the Democrat candidate for governor, Terry McAuliffe, former governor of Virginia, he wants to be governor again, is this issue of the schools and specifically this issue in Loudoun County. Do parents have a right to, to have a say in their kid's education? Do boys have a right to go into the girls' room, even if it's going to lead, in some cases, to violent rape? Do they have a right be, because of these kooky ideological ideas about gender and progress? This debate, which it seems like it's a local debate in Virginia, is actually bringing in the big guns. Barack Obama himself flew down to Virginia to campaign for Terry McAuliffe to say that all this stuff you're hearing, 
from the Republicans. All this stuff, you know, this whole story about the girl getting raped in a school bathroom in, in Virginia by a guy who wears a dress. That is just a culture war distraction. Close your eyes, close your ears, and tune it out. By the way, speaking of the culture war, you may have heard last week, the entertainment Goliath ESPN lost Allison Williams, who's a seasoned sports reporter. Disney, which is ESPN's parent company, is forcing its employees to receive the Fauci ouchie or get fired. Allison chose to wait until she tries to have a child. I I think a very reasonable, prudent decision, especially for a young, healthy woman to make. Okay. But ESPN decided that they were going to force Americans to choose between their livelihoods and their freedom to make personal medical decisions. So we at the Daily Wire decided to, uh, get into this fight. I guess we've been in it for a long time. We're very excited to announce that we have signed Allison Williams to lead a very special sports series exclusively for our members. More details to come. If you want premium content, if you want sports content without the woke, become a member. Dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code do not comply at checkout for 25% off. Dailywire.com slash subscribe. Use code do not comply for 25% off and join the fight. Also, tune into the Morning Wire. It's a great show, great way to get your news. It, it's a great counter to some of those lib programs. Like, you know, you, you have the, uh, the New York Times show. They have the New York Times Daily Show, and they, they come on with that really smooth, quiet way. They say, well, welcome. Welcome to the New York Times Morning Show. My name is Michael Ba 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 Ba. And we are, and the Republicans are really bad. And the Democrats are really good. And Fauci is great. And, but they do it in this way that's really kind of quiet and subtle. So you think you're getting the news, but you're not. You're just getting a bunch of left wing opinion. Well, we decided people deserve to get the facts, just the facts. So we're giving it to them. Tune into the Morning Wire on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a five star review if you like what you hear. We'll be right back with a lot more. If you think that men are not actually women, and if you think that women have the right to be women, and you think that uh, men don't have the right to redefine what it is to be a woman, and you have, and you believe that young girls have the right not to be threatened and victimized by men in their own bathrooms, Barack Obama says you're just, you're just another cynical cultural warrior distracting us from the real issues. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars, this fake outrage that that right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings, and the fact that he's willing to go along with it instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's a shame. That's not what this election's about. That's not what you need, Virginia. This fake outrage that a a ninth-grade girl was raped by a dude in a women's bathroom. This fake outrage. No one's really outraged by that, right? So Obama, I want to be as charitable as I can to Obama. He's saying one of two things here. He's either saying that the story is completely fake, which it's not. I mean, at this point, Daily Wire broke the story. So the mainstream media, the left-wing media didn't want to cover it. We broke the story, but now everyone is reporting on it. We forced the Washington Post to report on this thing, right? This is everywhere now. So either Obama is saying implausibly that the story is false, or this is even more shocking, He's saying that you just shouldn't be outraged about it. Look, listen, sometimes little girls are going to get raped, okay? That's progress. That's the cost of progress, okay? You didn't think that, it's like when Barack Obama was defending Obamacare. After he had lied and lied and lied 
about the cost of Obamacare. He said, you're not going to pay for it. You're not going to pay for it. This is going to be cheaper. It's going to be better. And then what happened? We found out Obamacare, everyone's prices went up. They said, well, what? You didn't think you were going to get all that stuff for free, did you? You didn't. Well, he's saying the same thing here. He's saying the same thing here. What? You didn't think you were going to get all that social progress for free, did you? I don't know what's going on with my impressions this week, but my, even my Obama's becoming a Bill Clinton. I don't know. You didn't think that you were going to get all, I don't know. I don't know. I got to go back. My British accent's no good anymore. My Obama's, it's a, it's a fine. It's a separate point. That's what he's saying. How callous is that? How crazy is that? There is an irony here because you'll hear dismissal of the, the culture wars from the left, but you'll hear it from some squishes on the right as well. And the irony here is that the people who dismiss the culture war are always the most radical cultural warriors, right? Because what, when we talk about the culture war issues, we're talking about letting dudes into the girls' room. We're talking about radically redefining marriage. We're talking about killing babies to the tune of a million a year. We're talking about all of these very important issues. And Obama's position on them is, yeah, we should kill the babies and we should be permitted to kill the babies up until the point of birth. Yeah, we should radically redefine marriage away from what it's been for all of human history everywhere in the world. And yeah, we should let boys go into the girls' room even if, yeah, unfortunately, every so often a girl's going to get raped. And even if, just as a matter of justice, the men have no place in the girls' room. Now, come on, stop focusing on that culture war. You're the culture warrior, Barack Obama. I this is when the left says, oh, you Republicans, you conservatives, you're so obsessed with sex. What are you talking about? We didn't start this. We're not the ones who said redefine marriage. We're not the ones who said push abortion everywhere. We're not the ones who, who said that you need to have thruples and quadruples and, re and redefine all sorts of social and sexual relations. You're the ones doing that. And so what we're, what we're being so gaslit here because the left is the aggressor in all of these cultural war battles. And then the minute that we object to their insane, harmful plans, they say that we're the ones who are obsessed with the culture war. No, we're not. We're just saying no. We're saying, hey, actually, maybe don't do that. Actually, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's going to have harmful effects. Come on, what's wrong with you? We need to get to the important issues like cutting taxes a little. And the squishes go along with it. The squishes on the conservative side, they say, actually, guys, you know, look, we, uh, marriage, it's over. Okay. It's a completely, we, we just totally, who cares? Actually, abortion, who cares? Look, we lost abortion back in, in Roe versus Wade. Actually, uh, pretending that men are women, we lost that. It's over. Come on. Let the girls go into the, let the boys go into the girls' bathroom. It's fine. Let's just focus on taxes or whatever. Let's just focus on occupational licensing reform. This is what the squishes are saying. So, so yes, you want to talk about the culture war? Yes. We here at the Daily Wire in particular are leaning into the cultural fight. Okay. That was always the point of this company and we're doing it right now, not just commenting on culture, but actually creating culture because that's what matters. Okay. And nobody freaking cares about some bean counting, technocratic work around the margins reform of some economic aspect of this country when you compare that to killing a million babies a year, upending the bedrock social institution, and sending men into the girls' room. You want to talk about a culture war? Right now, in Oakland, there is a, a bust, a, a little, you know, shoulder-up statue of, of a figure that was just unveiled. 
the bust was of Black Panther Party co-founder Huey P. Newton. The Black Panther Party was a violent terrorist organization. It's actually been sort of refounded now to intimidate voters who don't go along with them. But this guy alone, just this guy, Huey P. Newton, was infamous for regularly abusing women. In 1974, he was charged with murdering a teenage prostitute because she had disrespected him. The Black Panther Party, more broadly, was known for kidnapping people, torturing people, murdering people, including young, helpless people. There's one incident in New Haven. The New Haven Black Panther Party was particularly notorious, where they took an 18-year-old boy because they felt that he had betrayed them. And they beat him. They poured scalding water on him. They tortured him. The, the, then they took him to a dock and they, they lynched him with, I think, a, a coat hanger and, and then shot him in the head. And these people are being honored here. These people are getting statues put up. We're taking down statues of Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, and we are putting up statues of terrorists, of left-wing terrorists. These got, the Black Panther Party is as bad as it gets, okay? But because these are bad black guys, they are, who, who worked for left-wing causes, they are being exalted as heroes. They are being whitewashed. To, to use a sort of ironic term that's, that's used a lot today. We take down Christopher Columbus. We accuse Columbus of a bunch of things he didn't do. And then we tear down his statues, even though he founded this country and none of us would be here without him. We tear down Washington's statue. We tear down Jefferson's and Lincoln's, the man who freed the slaves, we tear down his statue. And we put up statues of psycho murderers, woman abusers, radicals because they serve the political narrative. Do you get it yet? Do you see it yet? I think there's a lot of waking up going on right now. All right. This, that's, uh, this is in part why this word woke is so popular on the left and why the term red pill is so popular on the right. They're both described the same phenomenon, which is waking up from a dream. I think people are waking up from the dream of 15 days to slow the spread. That was never about public health. It was always about a power grab. Tearing down the statues. It was never about the alleged sins of Christopher Columbus or Thomas Jefferson. It was always about a power grab, a power grab by the left in this country that hates the way things were, that hates what the country was, and maybe to some degree still is, and it wants to radically change it. Speaking of these bad guys, I think the tide is beginning to turn a little bit. I think people are getting a little bit woke and they're getting a little bit red-pilled and they're whatever term you want to use. Specifically on Fauci, But what is turning the tide on Fauci is a little unfortunate to me. So you may have seen this story over the weekend. Some some documents were obtained by the White Coat Waste Project via a Freedom of Information Act request that showed that from October 2018 until February 2019, NIAID, that is the aspect of the National Institutes of Health that Dr. Fauci runs and has run for decades, spent $1.68 million in taxpayer funds on drug tests involving 44 beagle puppies. And the tests were pretty sick. A lot of them involved, well, involved torturing the puppies. I guess that's, that's how you'd put it. You know, putting parts of the puppies' bodies in little sealed containers with hungry little flies that would eat the puppies alive or, you know, poisoning the puppies and then, you know, dissecting them and looking at what the effect of that on their organs. Or in one report said they ripped out the vocal cords of puppies so they wouldn't need to hear the puppies scream while they were conducting these 
these medical experiments on them and, and in effect, torturing them. This is all very sad. This has people outraged. Bipartisan calls now for Fauci to resign or at least to be investigated, give an answer for this. I guess it's because I'm not a dog person. I don't know. I'm not a dog person. I'm not a cat person. I'm more a people person. And I think it is an indictment of our culture that we are outraged that Dr. Fauci performed medical experiments on beagles, but we don't care that our government experiments on babies, on fetal stem cells. We create vaccines out of the cells of killed babies. We kill almost a million babies a year in this country through abortion. That's fine. That's to be celebrated or to be discussed in these very clinical terms. But if you conduct a medical experiment on a puppy, that's a bridge too far. Because, because, according to these people, the beagles are much more precious than the babies. That's, That's what they think. It's frustrating because I don't have any problem with medical experimentation on animals. I think it's actually a good thing because you try out these these new treatments on animals and you see if they work and if they don't work. And sometimes the treatments are going to kill the animals and sometimes it's going to improve the animals. And then this is a way of figuring out whether or not it's going to work on people without having to experiment on people, whether it's little babies or aborted fetal cells or actual adults, you know, fully grown adults in the general population. Right? We don't I would much rather experiment on a beagle than on a human being at any stage of development, whether we're talking about a little baby or a kid or a teenager or an adult. I don't think animals have any rights. I don't think we should torture animals, but C.S. Lewis makes this point. The, The problem with animal cruelty is not that animals have some rights that we are violating when we torture them. It's that torturing animals will deaden our humanity. The problem is actually still for us. So we shouldn't do it. We should be good stewards of creation. But there's nothing wrong with medical experiments on animals. There is something wrong with medical experiments on little babies, okay, and on adult humans and everyone in between. Speaking of life and death, I have to get to this story. It's probably the biggest story of the weekend. Alec Baldwin killed a woman on the set of his film Rust. So Alec Baldwin, who's a legendary actor, and he's very left-wing, so a lot of conservatives hate him, but you got to give the guy credit. He's a very good actor, and he's a good dramatic actor, and he's a very good comedic actor, and I, I'm, I mean, I, whenever the guy opens his mouth about politics, I want to pull my hair out, but I've never let that completely turn me off the guy's performances. I think he's a good artist. So he was on set of this movie. Someone handed him a prop gun, and he discharged the weapon, and the cinematographer ended up dead, and the director ended up injured. And that's pretty much all we know. So there's a lot of confusion here. We're being told that the weapons master on the set told Baldwin that the gun was not loaded. It was a cold gun. And, uh, but, but still, it's up to the actor not to point the gun at somebody. It's up to the actor not to be negligent in his use of the gun. So a lot of conservatives are really going after him. I've actually been on sets with guns in my wayward youth when I was occasionally in, in a movie or two. I've been on them with guns and people tend to take this very seriously, even in really low budget movies, even in really, um, we're being told this movie Rust was relatively pretty low budget, even though it had a big star like Baldwin in it. But I, I was once on a movie set and a weapon was discharged and it wasn't like some actor was just running willy nilly shooting it in the air, but you know, there were, there were people around 
him and they were kind of working through a scene. But because they had not totally locked down the set and had everyone there notified and ready for the gun to go off, when it went off, this was a huge deal. They had to shut down the set. I mean, it was a really big problem. People take this stuff seriously. So there are reports that that people had been negligent on set, that people said the weapons were not safe. Obviously, this weapons master, if if the she told, and reportedly it was a very young, like 24-year-old weapons master, she was obviously wrong. Alec Baldwin very likely was negligent here. But my, my take on it is, look, there will be some investigation if, if Alec Baldwin were criminally liable, then he, obviously he should be prosecuted for it. But I think conservatives are a little too quick here to, uh, to just jump in and say, you know, th- th- lock him up and throw away the key because we don't like his politics. I, I do think there is something worth remembering here, which is that sometimes bad things just happen. Sometimes accidents just happen. I'm not saying, maybe this was just absolute criminal negligence, but sometimes accidents just happen too. And it's a very left-wing perspective to pretend that if we only follow all the rules and if we only, you know, get everything perfectly right in this rationalist scientific way, then nothing bad is ever going to happen again. And that's not true. Sometimes there are just accidents. Okay. And that's, that is a very conservative insight. And I think we need to recognize this because that's, that's true, not just on movie sets, but that's true in our politics. It's true in all of our lives. So we might just want to wait before we inadvertently uh, jump in and grant a lot of left-wing premises about the way the world works. Speaking of eternal things, Joe Biden just came in. This story didn't get a lot of play, but it really should because it tells you a lot about our ruling class. Joe Biden was just giving some speech about politics and about how extremely unpopular he is and how people still kind of like Trump. And he was trying to downplay this. And uh, Joe Biden made a claim that, that related to his Catholic identity. See if you can catch the problem with this claim. Something like 20% of the, or half the Republicans are registered Republicans. I am not your president. Donald Trump is still your president. As we Catholics say, oh my God. Ah, ha, ha, yuckety, yuck, 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 as we Catholics say. Do you notice, do you notice the problem here? He says, as we Catholics say, and then he immediately broke this, the second commandment, not to take the Lord's name in vain. Isn't that a little strange? Catholics don't say this. Catholics are obliged to avoid taking the Lord's name in vain. And you might say, oh, Michael, what, you've never taken the Lord's name in vain? I have. I've, I have sinned. I've committed almost, not every sin that there is to commit, I guess, but a great deal of sins. And I am sorry for that, but it's not something that we should encourage. And as, as is so often the case with Joe Biden, the problem here is not just that he is committing these sins, but he's also committing the sin of scandal because he is presenting himself as a Catholic, but he is violating so much of Catholic moral teaching, notably on abortion, right? He's saying, I'm a Catholic, but we should definitely kill a million babies a year. And that's confusing. And that leads people astray. And that's a really big problem. And here you see the same thing. For Joe Biden, Catholicism is a costume rather than a faith. He does not adhere to very important teachings of the church. He publicly flouts them with the same contempt that you heard from him at the very top of the show when, when Joe Biden said, freedom, <laughs> come on, man, freedom, come on, man. He, he has the same dismissal, the same scorn for very important aspects of his faith. 
he wears Catholicism like a drag queen wears a dress. It's just, it's just for show. Ha <laughs> ha. He's, he's making the sign of the cross, very important symbol, as a kind of punchline, as a joke. Maybe other Catholics have done, we, I, I suspect many people have done this before. I have been guilty of this kind of flippancy, but you got to be sorry for it. You got to regret that. You got to try not to do it. You certainly shouldn't engage in the sin of scandal by publicly flouting this sort of stuff. But Joe Biden's real faith is liberalism. That's what it comes down to. And Nancy Pelosi's real faith, her real religion is liberalism. And this is true for all of these guys. So they talk a good talk and they, they think it's kind of folksy and cute, kind of like um, an ethnicity almost. You know, we Catholics, kind of like Jew, you know, Judaism is an ethnicity and a and a religion. So they'll say, we Jews, you know, even someone who hasn't practiced the Jewish faith in decades, they'll say, we Jews, you know, it's a Jewish thing. It's just us because there's a conflation here. The same is sometimes true for Catholics because, you know, especially Irish Catholics or people who have a more ethnic connection to it say, oh, we Catholics, we do, but they don't actually believe in these things. Whenever there is a conflict between Catholicism and liberalism, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Andrew Cuomo, they will choose liberalism. Because that's their true faith. Speaking of religions, one of the expressions of liberalism and progressivism today in the religious sphere is the religion of the sun monster, the, the religion of the, I guess you could call it the religion of the unconquered sun. That was an old pagan religion in ancient Rome. And I guess it's the same one today with global warming. So we, we've been told by the scientists, by the experts, by the geniuses for years that Global warming is going to melt the polar ice caps. It's going to kill all the polar bears. And then one of the, it's going to melt the snows of Kilimanjaro. And one of the big uh, signals of global warming, according to these experts, is it's going to destroy the Great Barrier Reef. The Great Barrier Reef in Australia is being destroyed by global warming. Al Gore and all the rest of them have talked about this for years. This is a big marker of, of the real threat of global warming. Well, the Australian government just released an official report on reef recovery showing that the Northern Great Barrier Reef, quote, has continued to increase uh, 27% from the most recent low point in 2016. The Central Barrier Reef saw a 26% increase in hard coral cover. The study states that over 35 years of monitoring, the Great Barrier Reef has consistently, quote, shown an ability to recover after disturbances. You're not hearing any of this. Just like Al Gore told us the snows of Kilimanjaro would be gone by, oh, by now, actually by years ago, and it wasn't true. Just like we were told all the polar bears are going to drown and the, the snow was going to go away on the caps, that didn't happen. Well, the same thing we were told here, and it just isn't true. And it just reminds me of everything we've been talking about today. Dr. Fauci, we were told emphatically, no gain of function research, none of it in Wuhan. It turns out that wasn't true at all. Janet Yellen tells us we will recover. We're going to recover within a few months. Oh no, actually the prices are going to keep increasing until the end of next year. We're going to this for 15 days to slow the spread. The polar ice caps are melting, the Great Barrier Reef, and it's all just bunk. It's just not true. Okay. How many more major claims do the ruling class need to be proven wrong on before we recognize they have no credibility? You know, the, the, the scientists, the scientistic people are so often wrong, right? This is the one thing we know about science is science is always wrong. <laughs> Statistically, because 
the, the, there's some prevailing scientific consensus and then it gets completely blown up by the next generation. And you wonder, how is this possible? How is it that the smartest people who have the best degrees and they know all the details about something, they can be so much dumber than your average Joe Schmo on the street who knows that the sun monster isn't going to destroy the world in five minutes. It reminds me of a saying, I forget exactly who pointed it out. It's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit and wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. And I think that's what you're seeing here. The <laughs> Ronald Reagan made a similar point. He said the problem with our with the Democrats, now we might say the problem with our ruling class is not that they're ignorant, it's that they know so many things that aren't so. And I think it's time that we just ignore them, that when the Fauci's of the world or the Biden's or the Yellen's or somebody say something, we, we can almost be confident that the opposite is going to be true. And we do still have political power to push back against them. And they're seeing that now and they're feeling that pressure. Have that confidence. We're right. They're wrong. Stick by it and push ahead. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Clavin Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. The media is shocked to discover children may need male role models in their life. Maybe the nuclear family isn't a patriarchal conspiracy after all. Also, the latest on the bizarre and tragic Alec Baldwin story. And the Treasury Secretary now wants to levy taxes on unrealized capital gains. If you don't know why that's an insane and tyrannical idea, I'll explain. Plus, the White House unveils its national gender strategy, whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. And finally, once again, I find myself at the center of controversy and outrage, this time because I dare to suggest that women should take their husbands' last names. Shocking stuff. All of that and more today on The Matt Walsh Show.